I said what I said. You're listening to Mother of Raw. last week but that's because I have a teething nine-month-old and he has not been in a good mood you know <laughs> it's other moms I'm talking to as a matter of fact he's been off the damn chain but it's okay he needed me a little bit more this week he needed more attention more love and more cuddles I was here to give it to him it's my job I'm a mom it's all good but it was virtually impossible to record more than five minutes of content without hearing some type of scream in the background or something dropping, most likely him throwing something. Uh, he's got into kicking his crib. He kicks his crib and just screams, ma, 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 ma. So I did not think that that would have been smooth, calming background noise for my podcast. So that's why I wasn't here. But I missed it, and I'm back. Let's do this. So before we get started real quick, I want to give a shout-out to the cicadas in my yard. They are really setting a mood for me. I like the noise they make. They sound like little tiny maracas. So it's like there's just fairies in the trees shaking. Little tiny maracas. I always love being able to hear nature in the background. It's nice. Anyway, I think we've all had a moment where we, where we have felt small, where we feel like a speck floating around in space on a big ass rock. And then if you study our solar system and you see that in comparison, the other planets are way bigger than this planet, you start to feel like maybe our big ass rock is just really a small ass rock. And in that moment of feeling immensely tiny, you probably also have a moment where you're like it really doesn't matter what I do my decisions don't matter my thoughts my opinions whatever are insignificant in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter but it's not true and whenever you do feel like a speck floating around in space the best thing to do is to try to find something that does make you feel important something that does make you feel big maybe not even big in the physical sense but big in the heart sense or in the mind sense One of the things I like to think about is the fact that I gave birth, lived through giving birth, especially because I had a a C-section. It's like, I know that's normal, but there are complications. And then also managing to keep that baby alive for almost 10 months now. So whenever I feel like a small speck floating around in a vast unknown, I think about that and I am a slightly bigger speck. 
But anyway, feeling confident in your decision making and all around day to day living when you do have moments where you feel small are all about trusting yourself and having trust in your intuition. And whether you believe it or not, you instinctively trust your intuition sometimes, whether it's deciding to not get on the highway or uh, when you leave work today, I'm going to go a different way home or how you double check that your windows were up and then minutes later it rains or when you wait a couple seconds at a green light just after somebody has ran the red light. And also as mothers, I think we have natural instincts. Honestly, when I gave birth, I totally thought I was missing the mom gene. Even with all the classes and all the articles and all the videos, I was still completely unprepared. And it's almost like all those things that I watched and I read were completely wiped from my memory. However, with us being mammals down to the scientific basis of things, you, we give live birth and we feed our babies our milk. That in itself was enough of an instinct for me to get me started. The very first thing that I did when I finally got to hold Harrison was breastfeed him. I didn't know if that's what I was supposed to do, not supposed to do, but that was the very first instinct that I felt after they gave him to me. And it made me feel kind of good that I didn't hold him and look at him and was like, what am I supposed to do with it? I actually went into go mode and latched him. And it was something that felt totally natural. So we naturally have instincts and we just have to figure out how to get our intuition to work for us in the everyday sense, almost in a simultaneous way that as we're living our intuition is also working with us to just help us make better decisions and to help us be confident in those decisions so that when we are questioned and we are ridiculed and we are judged you're not going to care so trusting your intuition and listening to your instincts may not always just come naturally you have to work on it it's something you have to build it's something you have to mold and it's something you have to be willing to learn about and understand and a whole lot of the times we don't understand our intuition or we don't know how to react to it because we've spent so much time suppressing it or ignoring it or we just misunderstood that feeling altogether And I know personally, for me, after struggling with depression, when I would feel instinctively or my intuition would try to tell me something, sometimes I would kind of push it to the side and ignore it because I'm sitting here thinking, Ashley, that little voice in your head is not here to help you. But I was wrong about that because I just thought, you know, that I was trying to just project more negativity onto myself but I wasn't I was trying to protect myself from more negativity oh you see what I did that protect instead of project so the best thing to do is to get comfortable with your mind and to be uh, not intimidated by your thought process and the best way to do that is to get comfortable the whole point of the Demogorgon episode two weeks ago was to clear our minds of those monsters so that our brains can once again be a place of sanctuary where we can think, where we can understand 
how we work, how we can work on being the best version of ourselves. We need to get comfortable. So the best way to get comfortable is to build a relationship with your mind. And you could call your intuition, your instinctive side, you can call it whatever you want to call it. Around here, we call it trusting your Jedi or listening to the Force. We're Star Wars nerds in the house. But for real, it can be whatever you want it to be. You could call it your sixth sense. It could be your third eye. Uh, It could be a shiver in your spine. It could be your spidey senses. You know, my mom, she, um, it was a gift from the Lord for her. It was her, her gift of discernment. Whatever it is to you, get comfortable with it and speak to it and it's like you know sure if somebody walks past you and you are just openly talking to yourself you might get the side eye but you look at them you're like oh it's good I'm just talking to myself I'm fine let people look at you crazy it's whatever but you have to get comfortable with being inside your own head in a healthy way not in a way that's obsessive or we are putting ourselves down but in a way that's letting us know that when you feel something or when something seems off to you, that you are going to respond to it and you're going to feel confident in that without letting it overwhelm you. You just got to trust the process. So if you are like me at all, uh, our instincts and our intuition have had moments where they feel a bit muddled or it's foggy We're not really responding to it like we used to. And that's okay. I know definitely as a mom, Harrison was always my first priority. So, of course, over these last nine months, I have not spent a whole lot of time on myself meditating and reflecting. But we have to make time. We are moms, and being a mom is definitely a full-time job, But we also have to take care of ourselves as well. I'm definitely all about self-care. And when need be, put yourself first. And trusting and listening and learning about our intuition so that it can work for us positively in the future is actually taking time to be by yourself. Whether it's meditation, reflection, yoga, reading a book, something that you do by yourself that calms your mind, that gets you thinking, that gets your gears turning. You have to make time to do that. For me, that normally is in the morning. Um, Harrison is not a morning person, much like his mother, (laughs) but he likes to stay asleep during the mornings. He does not want to be woken up to eat breakfast. He will let you know when he wants to be bothered. But I take advantage of that. His mama is also not a morning person, but I'm a morning person now because that is the time where I can be by myself. So I get up, make myself some coffee. It's the middle of the summer, so it's a little hot. So I might get some iced tea or some juice and I come out here with the dogs. I listen to my cicadas and I just kind of enjoy the quiet of morning. And that's where I like to take the time to reflect, to check in on myself. How are you feeling today? If my nerve damage is messing with me, I try to assess my pain in the morning. And it could be something just as simple as sitting out here, not touching your phone. As a matter of fact, I personally like to leave my phone inside the house. 
or if you do feel the need to have your phone, put it on vibrate, set it aside from you, do not have it physically on your body, and just breathe. Just concentrate on your breathing. I am a coffee addict, so I sip my coffee with every single sip of coffee. I like to be able to taste the flavor of the coffee, the the creaminess of the creamer that's in it, the subtle notes of caramel that's in the cream, and just really relish in really, really small things. And when you relish in really, really small things like that, it's easier for you to pick up on things because you're paying attention to the small stuff and you're always going to hear me say that about making letting little things make you happy pay attention to little things make your brain hone in sometimes on the smallest minute details it's a workout for your mind and you don't need to be a fancy meditation person you don't need to be Don't let anybody who is too woke for their own good tell you that your meditations and your reflections won't work without all types of crystals and candles and stuff. You don't need it. By all means, do your research. What crystals do you like? Which crystals um, have qualities of things that you're trying to bring to you in your life? Which crystals have qualities that will help you keep certain things out of your life or will protect you from certain things? Do your research, but it's definitely not necessary because at the end of the day, all of that power and all of that feeling manifests directly in you. You don't need a crystal. You don't need a candle. You don't need the sage. By all means, I have all of those things and I don't have them because I feel like I need them, but they do help me enhance my experience when I am meditating or when I am reflecting. Currently, my favorite stone that I have is my amethyst, and um, I leave it outside, and I don't know why I leave it outside, but just I leave it outside, and I always like it to soak up all the energy, and when I come out here in the morning, I like to rub my hands around on my amethyst. That's just something I do. You don't necessarily have to do that, but you need to do whatever is best for you. But whatever is best for you, don't do it just because you see somebody on Instagram doing it or, you know, you've got a friend that's like, oh, girl, ever since I got this stone, my life has been the best it's ever been. Do you. If you're not into crystals, if you're not into stones, if you're not into candles, but you're into having coffee and a calm book, go for it. But you got to do whatever is best for you and you have to take that moment for yourself. And as you start to do that more and you become more aware, not only of yourself, but you're also going to become more aware of things around you. And sometimes that can feel overwhelming. You might even feel bombarded with energy or with feelings at some point because you are working your brain to be so aware. And normally you're just aware in your own presence. But then when you have that awareness and you go out into the world, and you're around other people who has their own energy and their own auras that they put out there, sometimes it can feel off. Like I've had a week straight where I just really felt overwhelmed with not necessarily emotion, but 
just overwhelmed. It's like every person I came in contact with, it just felt like their energy was so strong. And it's not that that's a negative thing because you always, I always come into contact with people with really genuine calming energy, but just me being so aware of it, it really kind of takes you back a little bit. And you're always going to have people that when you feel like that, when you do feel a little overwhelmed and you're just working on finding a balance of where you feel most comfortable, you're always going to have those people that are going to tell you that you're being paranoid and that you're acting different um, and that, you know, you, you cut them off and things like that. And you're just going to have to let them worry about that. You really can't make that your problem. You really can't make it your fault. Because you're working on you and you really don't owe anyone an explanation to anything that you do to better yourself. So you could just tell them, you know, I'm just having an off week. I'm just working on myself this week. It is nothing against you. But I'm working on me right now. All right. And if they either going to be okay with it or they're not. If they're not okay with it, they can go on to the next. It ain't your problem. You don't need to worry about it. So eventually you will get to the point where you do have a pretty good hold on your intuition and it comes to you naturally. You know how to use it. It's just real fluid part of your everyday life. And I don't say hold like control. I want to clear that up right now. I don't want you to feel like you control your intuition. It's supposed to be more of an understanding, more of an appreciation where you and your intuition work together you assess energy together. You assess, situ- you assess situations together. It's not two separate entities that you're trying to control. That's not what it is. And when you do that and you are more in tune with yourself, you can't get frustrated because you're going to notice some things. You're going to notice some people's true colors. You're going to see that not everybody that you come in contact with is in your best interest. And when you meet people, their energy is just going to roll off of them and you're going to not necessarily absorb it, but you are going to assess it and analyze it. And you're going to be like, whoo, and some people's is so bad. It's just going to knock you off your feet. But you're going to be so much more aware of that because you spent time to fine tune and understand and mold your intuition to be your partner that you'll notice when other people aren't doing the same thing. And honestly, that's just something we have to deal with. It is our job to worry about ourselves and our mental health and being comfortable with our own minds. But unfortunately, not everybody is going to do that. And also, you're going to come in contact with those people. But we are going to be prepared for how to deal with that. But you are going to come in contact with people who have no idea the type of energy that they're putting out there. They are, they could be rude, obviously envious, they could be spiteful, hateful, whatever, and they're going to tell you that that's not how they act and that's not how they think. But because you are so now aware of not only your energy, but the other energy that people put off, your intuition is going to warn you. And it's going to get frustrating sometimes. You're going to be like, Dag, do I like anybody? Are there any good people in the world? Is anybody really my friend? Does anybody really care about me? And it's all right to feel like that. And that's what I meant about feeling bombarded by those emotions sometimes. 
And it's all right to feel like that because it's true. You are going to start to realize that a lot of people are surface value and they really don't like you. They really don't care about you. But on the opposite side of that, you're going to also come into some really great energy. You're going to come into people who want to see you grow, who want to see you win. You're going to come across people who are proud of you, who like what you do, who are fans of you, anything like that. You are, you are an inspiration to them, anything like that. But it's all about the balance. And the balance isn't necessarily always black and white, good or bad. Sometimes it's a spectrum. So you could, you know, it could be a situation where you're really, really excited about something and another person is just not that excited and they're being a party pooper. Or it could be a situation where you are angry about something. You really are frustrated and then somebody comes and tells you that, oh, it's not that big of a deal. So it's not always total polar opposites, but sometimes it's right in the middle and you're going to deal with people from the polar opposites all the way down to right in the middle. And you have to be okay with speaking up for yourself and letting those situations and those people go. Especially in today's time where it seems like everybody's opinion is based off of somebody else's opinion. We have to have more people in the world who are willing to speak up for themselves and who are willing to call out nonsense when they see it. And unfortunately, it's probably going to be left up to us, those of us who are noticing these things and we have to speak out on it. It really comes down to something as simple as you could be, you know, at a table with a group of friends and they all talking about how much they love ice cream and how ice cream is the best thing in the world. And they can't be friends with anybody who don't eat ice cream. I know you've seen that. It's like, I don't trust anybody who doesn't like such and such and such. And so all of a sudden, everybody at the table is like, yes, girl, I love ice cream too. And you could be that one person at the table that thinks ice cream is absolutely disgusting. And you know what? You should feel free to be like, you know, I don't like ice cream. When they look over at you and you're like, you know, what ice cream do you like? And you're like, I don't like ice cream. Feel confident in that you don't like ice cream. And do not ignore your intuition. We can't sit here and go through all of this and do all of this work, working on our intuition to ignore it. Listen to it. When you, I always say that first impressions are everything to me. 95% of the, have 95% of how I will feel about you is after our first impression of each other. A perfect example of that is when my little brother was in high school, there was this young lady that he went to homecoming with. And from the moment I met her, I was like, she's canceled. No, this is not going to happen. I hope y'all have fun tonight. But there's no way. There's no way that you're actually, that she's actually going to be around me ever, that she needs to be around you for a long period of time. And it was really within the first 30 seconds of me meeting her, I was like, "Mm mm-mm, no. First impressions are very, very, very important to me. I assess your energy. I assess the way you speak to people. I do all of that. And we need to do that more. If you've got that friend that's really, really rude to wait staff, notice that. If you've got that friend that makes homophobic jokes, note that. If you've got that friend that supports 
rape culture and makes sexual jokes about women all the time, think about that. If you get that one friend that knows you're in a relationship but always makes comments about your body, you should note that. If you've got this one person that you're cool with and you both like the color blue, but he said some really weird things about immigrants, but you didn't think about it, and then you find out on your third date that he voted for Trump, you should have listened to your intuition. It comes to us, and it will continue to come to us. And sometimes it just rolls in. I have walked into a church full of people and have been completely turned off. And I'm like, I'll go, I will, I'm going home. And if you feel that, you are allowed to feel that. Don't let anybody tell you that you're being stank. Don't let anybody tell you that you're being unnecessary and that, you know, as my mom likes to say, being standoffish. My little brother likes to say that too. Be confident in what you're feeling. I don't like this situation. And my mom always instilled that in me to always trust my intuition because she has it. She calls it, like I said, her discernment. And I swear that my mom used to know things. And I was like, how the hell did she figure that out? I remember one time, she's going to think this is funny. I remember one time it was around Christmas break and I had gotten a bad grade on something. And so my interim grade, good old Henrico County, used to do interim grades. And interims used to really have a whole lot of us in the hot seat because it was our grade at that moment, but it wasn't the official grade that would be recorded at the end of the nine weeks. My mama didn't care. Her thing was, if your grades are never low, you don't have to worry about them getting back up high. So anyway, I got a bad grade on a test, a quiz. I actually don't remember what it is. And I hid it like in my binder and I hid my interim in the binder, I think, and I hid it in my closet. I was like, it's Christmas break. There's no reason for her to ask me about an old schoolwork. I will deal with whatever I need to deal with when I get back to school. And one morning, I remember she was just in my room and she found the binder that I had put in the closet. And she had flipped through the binder right to that quiz and right to that interim. And she was like, "Eh, what's this? And I was like, well, damn. First of all, how did she know? And my mom just really has that discernment. And she was like, you were acting off. Your energy was off. Something did not seem right. I could tell you were hiding something. So it's very possible that it's in my genetics to just be more aware of people. But I wasn't always aware of it. And it used to frustrate me. I'm like, how the hell does she know where that was and where to find it and what was inside of it? But the same Ashley that was frustrated at at that was the same Ashley that was grateful for her mother's discernment when she warned me about bad friends. There was this post on Facebook that said that my mom has warned me about every trash friend or every trash relationship I've ever been in. And that is very true. For those of us that are blessed to have moms or mom figures in our lives, that is true. My mom was about 98.99% accurate. Her accuracy rate was spot on on spotting bad situations, bad relationships. She was always really, really good at that. And it I used to want to go to certain parties 
or outings or things like that. And she would be honest with me and be like, eh, I don't think that's a good situation. And she wasn't crazy, like Carrie's mom crazy. Like she wasn't like that at all. But she would be honest with me and tell me, I don't really think those people like you that much. I don't really think you're being you're being completely honest with yourself about the fact that you're not really friends with these people. And she was right. She turned out to be right every single time. So if anything in me did not want to accept that I was blessed with the same gift that she has, I should think about that and how her discernment and her intuition kept me out of a lot of problems. Even now as an adult, she's like, yeah, you know, I kind of saw that coming. When this happened, I kind of saw that coming. And she's always been very open about her intuition and her feelings. And I appreciate her for that, how confident she is that it's a gift. And, you know, she understands that some people might not like what I have to say or some people might not like what I have to what I feel. But she's confident in that. And I've always admired her for that. So now I have to be confident in it as well and just understand and accept the fact that every person that I want to be friends with, every situation that I want to be in maybe isn't for my best interest. And when there are people out there that are not looking out for you and you are you're fully aware that they're not looking out for you and you could tell just by their energy alone that they don't want to see you win, it is your job to do the right thing for yourself. It is your job to sit and analyze, are these people that I'm surrounding myself with in my life, are they beneficial to me in any way? And I'm not saying beneficial as in what can they do for you? Can they put you on or anything like that? Nah, because you shouldn't be friends with anybody for clout, as the kids like to call it. Look at me being hip, clout. But for us back, you know, it was like for the hype or whatever. But the, the word nowadays is clout. You shouldn't be friends with people for that. You shouldn't be friends with people for, you know, Instagram followers or likes or views on YouTube or, and, you know, hearts and crap that all that stuff Facebook does. That should not be the reason that you're friends with someone. And that should not be the reason that people are friends with you. So if you're realizing that and you're choosing to ignore it, you're setting yourself up to be hurt. You're setting yourself up to be frustrated because we have to eventually get to the point where we learn our lessons. And it's like our intuition is telling us, you got to let these people go. You got to let this situation go. You got to leave it alone. It's not doing anything for you. So when I say beneficial, I mean in the terms of, you know, do they encourage your growth? Do they offer constructive criticism and good feedback on your endeavors? Are they supportive, actually supportive, not supportive in a way of I'm supporting you so that you can t tell people how supportive I am, but they're supportive because they want to be supportive, that they would not flip out if you never said one thing about them on the Internet, but that, you know, your texting relationship and your friendship you know, you're on the phone conversations were good enough. You hanging out was good enough. People who are goal oriented like you are. If you are not surrounding yourself with people like that and your intuition is telling you that you need to let people like that go, you have to do it. Because when later on, when you're in a situation, you can't even blame them for why you're upset because you knew better. 
And I have learned my lessons. I have not always trusted my intuition. I have not always listened to my instincts. And I have gotten burned for it. And I have gotten burned for it. I deserved it. But will it happen again? No. Because the next time that situation comes up, I'm not going to feel intimidated by my feelings. I'm not going to feel bad that I was like, you know what? I've done this before with somebody. I'm not doing it again with you. It is not our jobs to be mind readers in no way, shape, or form. It is not our job to sit there and think that our intuition is going to tell us exactly what somebody else is thinking. No, our intuition is for us. For us to assess how we feel about a situation. It's not our job to read other people's minds. And it's not their job to read our minds. We have to make decisions for ourselves. And you don't have to worry about what other people are thinking because you're trusting your intuition. You're not basing your opinion simply off of somebody else's opinion. You're not agreeing with something just because somebody else is agreeing with something. You are making your own decisions and you are confident in those decisions. You are confident in who you are friends with. You are confident about who you decide to be in a relationship with and you feel good about it. And when something shifts and if you feel a shift in the air and if you feel a shift in a relationship with that person, talk about it. Say something. I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out what you're thinking. And I don't want you to sit here and try to figure out what I'm thinking. It is 2018. The subliminals are canceled. Okay. Say what you want to say. Mean and mean it. Say it with your chest. You have a problem. Tell me that you have a problem. Are you scared? Tell me that you're scared. Are you really, really excited about something? But you don't want to seem, you know, like you're jumping the gun. Be excited about something. It doesn't even necessarily have to always be negative feelings. If you want to feel happy about something, feel happy about that. If you want to feel frustrated about something, feel frustrated about it. If a situation seems like garbage from the beginning, say this situation seems like garbage. If you think something is great, say I think this is great. Even if 10 other people are like, this is horrible, I don't like it at all, you can say, I like it, it's great, I think it's fine the way it is. And you will have so many people that will look at you because you're not conforming. And that right there is a great, great feeling of relief because those people will dismiss themselves. Because a whole lot of people will not be in the presence of people who don't make them feel comfortable about themselves and who aren't constantly praising them and giving them gratitude. Oh, you're so smart. You're so beautiful. Everything you do is great. I love everything you do. You do nothing wrong. We don't ever disagree about anything. We never fight about anything. We are the same person. A whole lot of people, that's exactly what their friends are. It's just a group of the same people who actually don't have anything in common other than wanting to have something in common with other people. It is actually very freeing to watch those people drop out from your life. It's actually really, really nice. And at the end of the day, you're looking at your roster and you're like, dang, 
I went from 30 people down to eight people. And then out of that eight, you went from eight down to three. And then sometimes if you're just having a bad run of it, you go from that three just to you. And that's cool. I definitely talk about in my self-care episodes the importance of being alone. Do you work on you, but trust your instincts, trust your intuition. You are not crazy. I know that they've diagnosed us as, you know, depressed. Oh, they tried to hit me with all of it. Depression, anxiety, postpartum depression, blase, blase, blah. And it really gets to the point where you feel like when you feel that shiver in your spine, when you get those goosebumps. When something just doesn't sit right with you, that so many people, including medical professionals, including people that are supposedly your friends who are supposedly supposed to care about you, they're going to tell you that it's all in your head and that you're being paranoid. But that's not true. For those of us who suffer with depression, we know how we feel when we're depressed. We're fully aware. We know how we feel when we're sad. We're fully aware. But this right here. The fact that you fake as hell? Nah. (laughs) I'm not paranoid. The fact that you only care about yourself? No, that's not paranoia. The fact that honesty makes you uncomfortable? That's not paranoia. That's me being in tune with myself. That's all of us being in tune with ourselves. We will avoid so much drama when we're minding our own business and we are working on ourselves I got 99 problems but my intuition ain't one as always thank you for hanging out with me and listening to another episode of Mother of Raw thank you for your patience uh, with me in my absence last week with my teeth and baby I appreciate the understanding and the love as always please feel free to contact me whether instagram my instagram is at mother dot of dot raw m-o-t-h-e-r dot o-f dot r-a and my email is the exact same mother dot of dot raw at outlook.com i hope that we all work on understanding our intuition trusting our energy being aware of our energy being aware of other people's energy even when they aren't and that we just continue to live our best lives we only get one right see you next week